Welcome to the second episode of the Multimedia Podcast. In this episode, I speak to Rowan Schatzinger. He was a multimedia student a few years ago who moved to the UK soon after graduating. He's now working in the game development industry and really, really enjoying his job. I've titled this episode, The Value of Cos, because Rowan speaks a lot about the lessons that he learned during computer science in his degree. And he was also a multimedia student, so he went through the difficulties of Cos 212 and Cos 110. And he speaks a lot about how valuable those lessons were for him. So uh, I think it's a, it's a good episode to listen to if, if Cos is something that gets you down, if you're unsure about the context or why it is you're learning these things, um, give the episode a listen and I hope it's super encouraging. Um, also, if you are interested in getting into um, game development, uh, similar to the last episode, this will also be something that's hopefully quite helpful. Lastly, take a listen out for the end of the interview where Rowan gives a lot of really helpful tips on how to create um, a good CV and a good um, website for yourself when you go for your, for your first few interviews. So um, take a listen out for those tips. I hope you enjoy the episode. Okay, so I just want to say thanks so much for joining me all the way from the UK. Maybe you can, um, before we get started, you can tell me where are you actually staying at the moment? Uh, at the moment, I'm in Birmingham. Um, Birmingham. I might be moving down to Leamington in a couple months, but for, for now, I'm in Birmingham. Okay, cool. Cool. And you are a multi, an ex-multimedia student. You graduated. What year did you graduate? Uh... <laughs> How many That's years a great ago? Question. Uh, two years ago, um, I think. No, three. three you did years honors. Ago. Hey? Three years ago, I did honors. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. Um, enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> um, so, can you tell me a little bit about where you work now? What your role is? What you do sure. on a daily basis? Um, the the company does have some pretty strict NDAs, but I can. So I okay. can't tell you the name of the company. I don't think. Um, but I can tell you that I am part of a team that work on the uh, on our in-house game engine. Okay. Um, I initially applied for a game developer role. So that's where I wanted to go. Um, I had an interview. They said, right, uh, your 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 background seems pretty solid with computer science. Um, I think mentioning that we had a module doing assembly kind of sparked sparked their interest and they said right uh, come work on the uh, on the framework team as we call it um it's we create a, a 2d game engine uh, okay. we base it a lot we take a lot of inspiration from unity um, a lot of the game developers are ex-unity developers um and that's that's kind of where i started off um started off as a junior framework developer um i quickly lost the junior title uh, and then my uh, my lead kind of left the company very hastily, um, and I took on a lot of his a lot of his roles, a lot of odd jobs that no one really knew how to do. But I was the new guy there, so you know they were all just given to me, um, which was great. It was a lot mm -hmm. of fun. Uh, I am now uh, a lead on the team, um, well, the lead of the team, that uh, I will deal with a lot of the odd jobs that come towards the team. Uh, I, I work on filtering out the big piece projects that I can give to my team members um, and then do all the smaller bits my, myself so that not to, not to distract anyone. Um, and I also do a lot of communication between the different departments. Um, if you know a, an artist needs a certain effect in a game and then my team says, well, we can't do that unless the server team do something with it. I then have to go talk to these. I have to speak the different languages between the yeah. different teams. 
Okay. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, that's roughly where I am now. I, I don't think it's my end goal, but it's definitely it's definitely in the right direction. Okay, so just to clarify, you aren't the one. You're not developing the games. You're developing the game engine. Yes. Um, okay. Every now and then, I um, I'll step out of developing the game engine uh, and help a game developer with a particular problem. Um, but usually, that's um, less you know going down and telling them how to fix their animation and more how to uh, use the code in ways that is maintainable mm. and is easy to understand okay. things like that um, yeah I do want to get more into game development even though um, it's a little less technical I do think it's a little bit more fun personally mm. um, but yeah that's roughly where I am okay and so you're spending the majority of your time coding or managing teams or both that's that that's interesting my my official job title says that i should be doing a lot of coding um unfortunately it ends up that i do a lot of management instead we're trying and to change that. that so much it's it's not the best um i i don't find uh, uh delegating work to people that fun um <laughs> i i i really enjoy it when someone is um, autonomous when they take initiative when they see a problem coming and they say well, let me handle this before it hits the rest of the team. I mm. really appreciate that. Um, but this is a role that's evolved. Um, I've, yeah. I very early on, I think I, I established that I can communicate very well between teams. And so that just naturally pushed me into a more managerial role. Um, that being said, I am trying to get back into coding. Um, I definitely prefer it. It's a lot more, um, it feels a lot more creative to me. Mm. That's where I want to be. Um, it's one of the reasons why I'm actually in the process of uh, looking at another at another company. They're they're quite interested in me for a more coding role. Um, okay. But yeah, it's always it's also always, game it's dev. Adventure. Or would that be game dev? Yes, it's it is game. It, it is a game development company, um, and they. I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what I can say and what I can't say <laughs> here. <laughs> um, they are very. Uh, they're they're very well established. Um, and the role I'm looking for is for something much more coding, uh, okay. much more focused on coding. Okay. Yeah. Um, when you say you're able to jump or communicate between the different departments, is that as a result, what, how, how did you get that skill? That is, that is 100% from the degree. Okay. Um, that's what multimedia. I was wondering. That's, um, whenever I'm in an interview or if I'm uh, speaking to management, when they're trying to figure out a way to put me in the company, I always say, well, listen. I've got a lot of experience from you know, my degree of uh, animation, character design, color theory, all, all these very, very uh, artistically creative areas. Mm. Uh, but then I also know how a server runs. I know what C++ is. Um, I know what assembly is, so I can talk yeah. to the server team. And that puts me in a nice place where I can communicate between the two. Artists don't know anything about a coding language and server developers can't draw a smiley face. <laughs> To be able to get the two to talk to each other is is really useful. And that's okay. that's 100% from the degree. Awesome. That's good to hear. Mm. Um, so how, why did you decide to go overseas to get a job? Was there, what, what was the reasoning behind that? Main reasoning behind that was all the big game development companies are um, either in North America, Canada, France, some in Germany and the UK, and obviously Japan. Mm. Um, 
I was, I'm lucky enough to have a, uh, an EU passport. So that was, awesome. that was that I kind of ruled out Canada and um, made it easier to get here. Um, but also I, 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 I've always liked the, the culture in the UK. Um, I, I, don't know. Besides, I like the weather. It's gray and cloudy outside right now, but you know, <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoy it. Um, the, I think the main drive was the industry. Um, you're not going to have, you don't have a Ubisoft South Africa branch or, mm. or Johannesburg branch, um, you know, Blizzard, Blizzard ZA, you know? Um, yeah. So I think that's, that's the main reason. Um, initially I, I went over not on a game development job. The first six months I worked as a junior automated testing front end web developer, what? <laughs> which what does that is even a really mean? complicated title, meaning that I write scri- scripts that automatically test a website. Um, okay. It was it had it had nothing to do with gaming. Um, it was actually, it wasn't it wasn't a lot of fun. It wasn't super <laughs> engaging. Um, but I took it because that's it was a foot in the door in, mm. in a country which had, does have a gaming industry. Okay. Yeah. And um, so based on that, I assume it was always your goal to become a game developer or work in the game industry when Absolutely. when you were done studying. Absolutely. I mean, since, okay. since I was, since I was about, I don't know, I think, I think the first time I was in front of a PC was when I was five years old on my grandfather's PC and I played my first game. That's when I decided I wanted to be able to make computers do things. And that just evolved into, into gaming over a couple of years. And that's what I've been wanting to do. So I'm chasing that for, for a long, long time now. And it's one of the main reasons why I took the multimedia degree was because there was a lot of hardcore computer science, which kind of mm. funneled you into uh, more business software. And then there was BA, which was uh, very, very, um, very artistic focused, which would help. Uh, the game industry needs both, absolutely. Yeah. But if I was going to ever one day start up my own company, for example, my own game development studio, I wanted a very broad spectrum of knowledge. So if I didn't have, you know, hundreds of employees at my disposal to make a game, I could at least fill in here and there um, with what I knew. Okay. And so how maybe you can give some specific ways in which your degrees helped your job currently. You've already given a few, but maybe you can speak a bit more about that. Yeah, for sure. Um, So the number one is is the communication between teams that I've already said. Um, Mm. That is such an invaluable task. it, It always amazes me even after two years working at this company of how people just can't do that. Um, so being able to understand how animation works mm. and how a server expects data to be represented, marrying those two together is a really good skill. Okay. Um, being able to problem solve is a great one. Um, I'm sure if there are any uh, second year uh, multimedia students watching this or listening to this, they will know how scary it is for the computer science department to say, right, now you're doing Java, go have fun, go learn it. We're not going to teach you anything. Here you go. There's, yeah. there's Java. Um, <laughs> that is scary. But what it does do is it teaches you that it, it's just another programming language. You, mm-hmm. it's, once you know one, once you know two, I would say, it's very, very easy to translate it across a whole bunch of different skill sets. Mm. It's a lot easier to get, um, to go up in a, a in up on the stack so it's very easy to go from c++ to c sharp to javascript you know that that's very easy to go further down that's a lot more difficult yeah um so 
having knowledge of those lower level languages really, really does help. Um, it always amazes me as to how how sought after, how sought after C++ developers are. Um, everyone really? wants C++ developers and they are running out. They're very, very quickly running out. My company, in fact, um, our whole backend infrastructure was C++ based and they just couldn't find employees. So what they did instead was they basically have up the in the final stages of rewriting the entire thing in Python, wow. which is a massive job um, because they're just, they're just more Python developers out there now. Yes, it does run a bit slower. Python is definitely a scripting language, hmm. um, but you can get really good talent with it. Um, but even that, I mean, I, I'm still subscribed to, to job listing sites where you see where you, where you, the whole bunch of things come through. And they all say C++, C++, C++. Hmm. Um, they want that experience because they know if you, if you know C++, you've got a good understanding of how a computer works. You know that, um, that strings are made out of characters, for example. You'd be amazed hmm. how many interviews I'm in, like just, just interviewing someone. And we ask them, right, how do you get, you know, how do you find out the integer value of the, ca- the character A? Um, and they sit there and they don't know because they, they just use the, char to int or string to int methods and they use the libraries and things they don't actually know that a mm. character is just a number yeah it's kind of scary but i mean that that knowledge becomes it's that kind of knowledge that becomes second nature after going through multimedia okay it's really really useful i mean okay. and that, that's just the coding side i mean the, yeah the design side i use design uh myself I have, I have my own kind of side projects where i'll create designs and sell them on you know redbubble t public that kind of thing and that earns me a decent amount of money. You know, it's it's half an hour worth of design work, and then you've got you know, it, it a good couple dollars a month coming in just just sitting there. It's, yeah. it's really useful there. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay, so it sounds like well, obviously, given your um, job, the computer science side has been very helpful, um, yes. which I think is good to remind people of because Absolutely. computer science tends to be this very dark hole that everyone falls down and then wonders whether they'll ever get back out again. I was so. there as well. And I, I failed 212 the first time around. Um, so I, I know that it is a, is a very dark hole and it's very, very scary. Um, and you, you kind of do want to lean on the, on, on the web design. It's a lot more fun. When you spend mm. an hour doing web design, you see an hour's worth of work at the end. You spend an hour in 212, and then you've got your terminal printing out a five instead of a six. And you're supposed yeah. to celebrate over that. It's really <laughs> difficult. It's really difficult to justify it. Um, but it is absolutely worth it. Um, I, I do focus on the coding bit uh, uh, in this interview a little bit. But the design side is also really useful. It lets me prototype a lot uh, faster than what my colleagues would be able to. Um, mm. I do a lot of infrastructure work. Uh, so internal systems in the company that people can log on to or, or, or jump onto a web page and download different builds of games, um, e- make it easy for them to track tasks through through the workflow. And those systems are all, I, I don't have a UX designer you know, with me saying, do this, do that. I just do it. And I just hope that everyone sees, uh, uh, agrees with my design. And so far I haven't, have a, haven't had any complaints. So sure. that helps a lot as well. Um, being able to save time, just have one person do it all. It really is useful. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm really glad the degree has been able to be so helpful to you. Um, especially that bit about two and two. I think that's, that's good encouragement because yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it sucks right now. Trust me. I know. Um, but 
once you start using it in the real world and you start like seeing how these how these design patterns and 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 how the structure actually work in real life it's you won't regret it okay sure um can you tell me a little bit about what you wish you knew before you went into this industry yes this was this was a little bit more difficult i had to write it down um <laughs> uh so first thing i wrote down was I was amazed at how diverse the skill pool was in, in, in games development. Um, I very quickly learned that game development is one of the most difficult parts of software engineering because you have such a wide variety of problems to solve just to get mm -hmm. a simple product at the end of it. Yeah. Um, you've got designers, you've got marketing, you've got advertising, you've got lawyers, you've got um, fine arts, so where they do character design and, and, and concept drawings, and then you've got the technical artists. Um, yeah. kind of marrying the, the the models to the scripting then you've got the front-end developers which will will focus on gameplay um, and kind of triggering animations at certain times triggering events and type bringing in the sound team um, and then underneath all that you've got the um, kind of integration layer which is where kind of i am with the gate with the engine management where we take the front end and we filter that through to the back end to the server where they don't care about animations they just know they just want their data to go from one place to another and have it represented somehow. Mm. Um, uh, the server teams are so big and so massive and all these different systems that can get that put together. Um, and then you've got a massive QA team as well, and you've got different types of QA and having this diversity is, it would have been nice to know this um, because it would have made me see how useful all the things, all the different things I'm learning in the degree would be in the future um right then okay. i was like i just i just want to make games but now when you have such a broad knowledge you get a proper respect for all these different specializations in the industry um and it also surprised me how sought after c++ developers are that as well. <laughs> um that was that's if um if there's one bit of advice that i have is don't let your c++ skills get rusty um i did and I had to, I paid for it. I had to catch up, um, but C plus plus is very useful. Okay. Pointers will probably be very scary to first years. Um, they're not that scary. They're mm. fine, um, and they're very very useful. <laughs> no, that's good. It completely contextualizes the whole of first year computer science. So that's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's sometimes important just to get a bit of a real world perspective because mm. if you're when you're studying the degree, you're sort of you're stuck in it and you're just doing these assignments and you're wondering what am I doing, and then Absolutely. the next year you're doing Java and you're like, okay, well, so I'm just gonna forget C plus plus. Yeah, because, I'm forget you know, I'm pointers, done. forget how it works. Yeah, just rely on the garbage collection. That's <laughs> that's fine. No, no, trust me. It, if you want to write good code, you're going to need to know what the computer is doing at a rather low level. You, I don't think you need to go as low down as assembly. But it certainly helps. Um, okay. It certainly helps your understanding of C plus plus anyway. Um, if okay. you know why, if you're if you're getting you know, five FPS when you should be getting sixty or ninety, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's very useful to know how a computer manages memory, for example, to be able to pinpoint problem areas and understand why certain loops are slower than others how mm. even 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 uh searching algorithms so searching algorithms become second nature um eventually but if you but if you just learn this is the best searching algorithm because it is the best that that's not helpful 
as soon as a problem comes along that needs a slightly different solution, you're going to be stuck unless mm. you know what a computer is doing underneath. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you wanted to add to that? Anything you wish you knew before become, going into the industry? This is a difficult one because this is, this is one of the bits in the interview that I would have really like hung on every word for. Um, <laughs> I, think, I think I would have liked to know that the degree is the right choice if you want to go into game development. Mm-hmm. Um, I see a lot of people coming from just game development degrees. Yeah. I think, not to, not to name drop, but I think Vitz has one. Vitz has um, one, yeah. Yeah. I did consider that. However, I chose multimedia because of the more hardcore computer science. Okay. Um, and a lot of the game developers that I work with have done similar degrees to that. But if you want to work on more more meaty problems if you want to really kind of sink your teeth into a nice a, a nice uh, a problem and 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 work out a creative solution mm. you're going to want to do something like multimedia okay instead. um you want it that would have been nice to know that, that i made diverse. the right decision yeah okay cool that's that's encouraging yeah. um and now you've mentioned that you've sat in on some interviews. You've probably yes. been part of hiring decisions. Um, what are some skills that you look for in someone that you would hire? Right. Um, I have been in, have been in a couple. Um, I started uh, sitting in and kind of being uh, the second pair of eyes on the interviewee. Um, yeah. Is that the right word? I think that's yeah, right. Interviewee. Yeah. <laughs> um, and what we look for is not necessarily the right solution to a problem, but rather okay. how you think about approaching a problem. Hmm. Um, a lot of what we look for is, can, can you get a good enough solution out relatively quickly um, and then refine it if you're given more and more time? That is, that is really useful. Um, we, a lot of our strongest interviewees have actually been people who have been coding for a very, small, a very short amount of time. Uh, people with a lot of experience tend to memorize their solutions to problems and so they struggle with creativity so we want we want someone who can get a really challenging problem that they possibly would not know where to start with Um, but if they struggle with it if they if they if they persevere with it if they think oh maybe i could do this maybe i could do that um, rather than just sitting there for you know 10 minutes just staring at the whiteboard uh, Mm. blankly that's that's what we look for Um, okay we look for someone who can also express themselves. Even if you're talking out loud while you're thinking through the problem, um, if you can explain where you're stuck as well, that's also really useful. Um, unfortunately, you can't t- get a job and then sit for eight hours a day, not talking to anyone, just typing on a keyboard. That isn't, that isn't realistic unless you're mm. a one-man company. Yeah. Um, you're going to need to talk to people and say, I'm having this problem how would you solve it and take on others others ideas um yeah usually our interview process is a little bit mean uh we we do what's called a a a whiteboarding session at the end of it where after we asked all all the common questions like do you know how to use git have you worked with uh issue tracking software like jira jira is a big one at the moment um you know how how would you commonly manage your code um how would you go about solving a problem? We would then give them a, a, a list of problems one by one. We'd write it on the whiteboard and say, right, so in very, very uh, uh, loose pseudocode, how would you 
solve this problem. Wow. Um, yeah, it's it's very mean. It is very <laughs> very mean, um, but it is very effective. Um, we definitely see pe people panic. We we see them freeze for a bit, and they're like, "Oh no, I I don't know what to do here." Um, but you know, you give them time. We're not expecting an answer like that. We know it's scary. Um, but you know, sit with it for maybe five minutes. Usually, the, the lead interviewer will leave the room for a second and, and go get a glass of water, um, and then come back. Uh, but just talk through it. Usually, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be like make sure your indenting is correct and things like that. We're, yeah. we're not expecting you to code. Just talk through a problem, figure it out as you go. And um, we all know people Google things. That's that's one of the. I, I worked with the guy who's had uh, more experience in the gaming industry than I've been alive. And if he's an interview and they say, how would you create a promise in JavaScript, for example? Um, he would say, well, I'll Google it like 99% of the rest of the population, which is fine. Um, yeah. Syntax isn't, isn't something we're looking for. We're not looking for, can you write in C++? Can you write in TypeScript, which is what we primarily work in? Um, can you write in C Sharp? We're looking for, can you solve a problem? Mm. Syntax so, isn't important. Okay. How do you think you go about learning that skill? Is it just practice working through problems? Um, I think to get over the fear of whether you've got it right for the language is just to know a lot of languages. Again, something that is useful in multimedia because you do C++, Java, C Sharp. If you do Unity, um, mm. you do JavaScript. I would, I would advise looking to TypeScript as well. TypeScript is really, really nice. It's like JavaScript, okay. but with types, it's really nice. Um, Learn as many languages as you can. Um, that way you will understand that coding is not about can you write code, it's can you solve a problem. Yeah. Um, and that's that's really what it comes with. Um, experiment with things, you know, get pick up home automation as a hobby. Um, you know, it's it's get a Raspberry Pi, mess around. Yeah, get a Raspberry yeah. Pi, break things. Raspberry Pis are not expensive. Just mm. break a couple of pies, it's fine. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, and, and ask people, ask questions. Um, one of the worst things I had starting off was I never knew when to ask for help. I okay. always wanted to struggle through it myself. Um, it is it is very likely that someone else will know the solution to your problem and you should take that and learn from it. Don't just ask mm. them, what's the solution to this? Copy it down, send it off. Yeah. You've got to take it on and then challenge them and say, well, why is this the right solution? Can I make it better? Um, that's that's what you really want. It's it is practice, but I don't think I I don't think multimedia students should worry too much about that. Mm. We're given a massive assignment and said, hey, go go do it all the time. So yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's it's fine. It becomes second nature. Okay, and then lastly, as we end, any tips that you have for someone who would want to follow the same career path? Someone who's also wanted to design games their whole life and, you know, wants to go into it, whether that's in South Africa or overseas, someone yeah. who's recently graduated. Um, I think my first, bit of, my first bit of advice would be to figure out what you want to do and don't let that go. Um, those first six months that I had in the UK were hell. They were literally the worst, worst experience of my sure. life. Um, the only thing that got me through it was thinking about, well, if I go back, if I go back now, if I give up now in a year's time, I'll kick myself saying, oh, you only stuck it out for six months. Mm. Um, it's, it's 
a lot of a lot of perseverance is what's needed um especially for the gaming industry it's very very competitive Mm. um also never assume that you're going to be in the same place now uh, um in or you're going to be in the same place in six months that you are now um be prepared that as soon as something comes your way it says hey maybe you could try this do it you Mm -hmm. have to take risks if you don't take risks you're going to get kind of stuck into this rut where you kind of build your experience in one specific place yeah if that place where you're in now isn't where you want to be in the future don't get too attached to it learn to you know get uh make yourself uncomfortable i think it's number one um also stick out two one two pay attention it makes <laughs> sense um it does help also um i can't remember what the assembly one was is it 284 they've probably changed since yeah 284 done... it's now cause 284 yeah. i think yeah, yeah. cause 284 don't it is useful it's it's absolutely not it, it it does seem very weird why would i ever use this um I haven't written assembly since I left university, actually, but often I'll be thinking about it, thinking about how it works on a lower level. It's very, very useful. Hmm. Um, and spend time on things. Don't, don't, don't rush it um, just, to, just to get, get your marks in. You have to spend time with what you're, hmm. with what you're working on. Otherwise, you're not going to you're not going to absorb the information and the next time a similar problem comes along you're not going to remember that you solved something similar in the past yeah um, also never stop looking for a job even if you're happy with the job you 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 you, you, you you've just landed a, 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 a job and you, you're happy with it don't take your cv down people might be looking for you it happens that's an me, interesting so. clip sure there's, there's, there's no harm in looking mm. um, your employer might not like it so maybe keep it a little bit of low down for them but, you know, if opportunities arise, you're going to want to take them. Yeah. And uh, something that just, that just struck me, um, how about portfolios for the industry? Is that something that you've seen or not really required? Um, it is required. It did help me get my first job here. Um, I think one of the reasons why I got my first job was because I had a, a decent website up. A um, website of your own work? Like your own yes. portfolio websites. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I, I created my own website. Um, I think a couple of us did, um, you know, get a cheap dona- domain. I think mine was ronshatsinger.co.za. And I think it's actually just recently expired because I haven't used it. Um, <laughs> but get get one of those set up. Um, try not to use, you know, WordPress or Squarespace or things like that. Um, mm. Unless you're looking for a job that, you know, it requires you to use those tools. Still, still, still clear of that. Um, one of the main reasons why I got my first job was because they were impressed that I wrote the enti- entire site in, uh, I think at that time it was Sublime because I was fresh out of university. I just used Sublime. Yeah. Um, so they, they were quite impressed with that. Um, put all your work up there. Um, get a, What get, kind of get, work get... do you mean though? Like your MI300 game? What else did yes. you put on? Um, I, put a, I put a video of that gameplay up. Uh, that, that helped a lot. Um, uh, some 3D modeling work I did, um, a lot of um, describing how much I know about each language. If you are straight out of varsity and you say, I know C++, no one's going to believe you. There, There's a lot to learn mm. even after university. So if you can step back and say, well, I know how to write in C++, but I think I'm a beginner and I think I've got lots to learn. If you acknowledge that fact, 
they'll see that as a as a good sign that you're that you're willing to learn hmm. um don't oversell yourself i don't think you need to with this degree there's so many uh, uh, uh there's so many software packages that we learn so many languages that we learn you don't need to oversell yourself um put put uh, i know we did we did a, a typography video for vio that was a lot of fun put that up there um get a github repo if you have uh, if you've got any personal projects put those up there uh, they they will look at uh, a company will often look at coding styles how you indent your code do you do you follow correct um oop uh, principles they will look at that kind of stuff hmm. um but i think that it, it holds true to keep your cv as short as possible um I always thought, oh, I've put so much work into my CV. They, they surely they must read over the second page. Like they must go on. They really don't. I've seen no. CVs. I read the first page. I see, I see the name. I look for a list of uh, of programming languages, and then I look for a link somewhere else. Um, okay. I don't really look at much else. Uh, keep it okay. short and sweet. Okay. So you're saying, um, if for your paper CV, spotlight the the website you've created as well as the technical ability that you have right on the front yeah. page. Don't Absolutely. put your high school, don't put your high school distinctions on there. Put no. them right at the back. No, no, no. High, high school <laughs> distinctions, what you study in high school, right at the back. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, the same goes for uh, volunteer work. Uh, the company I'm at and the company I was at didn't seem too fussed about volunteer work. They wanted, they wanted technical knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so languages, uh, if you have a, I think my, my CV has about, I don't know, I think it's about upwards of 20 different languages and, and, and frameworks. That's fine. But then make the ones that you're really, really good at that you want to be hired for, put those in bold, make them easy, easier to see than the others. Mm, um, the others are just helpful. there to kind of say, I am diverse in my knowledge. Um, yeah. Awesome. So. Very helpful. Super helpful. I hope so. Um, I hope so. Is there anything else you want to add? Um, let me just quickly look at this um the gaming industry does allow for generalists that's a, that's a very i think that's quite important um, if you're worried that multimedia is specialized enough don't worry about that um, if a company is worth anything they will initially ask you for an interview for a particular skill and mm. during that interview if you say i know all these other things as well they're going to appreciate that it's very, very seldom do I see a job listing for a generalist because that's very, very vague. Um, yeah. But a company is very happy to take on someone with a, with a, with a very wide skill set, even if it's not advertised. Okay. Um, so don't worry about that. Awesome. I think that's about it. <laughs> okay, great. Um, yeah, I think super helpful, really good insight into COS and the value of COS, um, which I think I, I really hope the students will appreciate that because I think people need some motivation sometimes to see the context, as I mentioned before. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you so much for making the time. And um, yeah, that's welcome. yeah, really appreciate your insights. And it's been really cool to catch up with an old multimedia student and see, oh my word, yeah. you're doing so well. You're in the UK, you're running teams two years after graduating. It's, <laughs> so, it's, it's stressful. It, it is, it's a lot of work, but a lot of fun as well awesome i'm so glad so glad you're enjoying it um but yeah that's it then from my side so thanks very much really appreciate it thank you thank you for giving me the opportunity pleasure
All the best. Cheers. Yeah, you too.